My name's VJ Jones, and you've been listening to OCR Audio. This is Ryan Kent, and you've been listening to OCR Audio. We're here after a week off for Easter weekend. Everybody had a great weekend. We are returning with kind of a St. Clair Spartan Race preview episode. Jack, how do we feel? The season's nearly here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, I haven't really, really thought about the season at all. I only actually just signed up to the race, what, three days ago? Um, <laughs> Last minute, no cost. Yeah, lastminute.com. Um, I see some people are even worse than me. Some people still haven't signed up yet. So not that it will sell out, especially the elite waves won't. But um, yeah, last minute, definitely. Um, training's really, I feel this year I've trained so hard. Um, I'm just really, I put a post up yesterday on Instagram. I am just so ready to race now. Like, <laughs> I just, it, I, I, you know when you feel it building up inside you? And you're just like, right, gonna let it go. And there's only so much speed work you can do in training and all that. And you just think, right, I'm feeling good. The legs are taking over nicely. You I'm know, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to race. You know, I feel good before I start feeling fatigued again. Yeah. Um, talking about bank holiday, I had a sort of a, a semi sort of open day at, at my field fit uh, OCR training facility in Ipswich yeah. um, Monday. Yeah, and we just sort of invited, had barbecue. It was a really nice day. Sort of a last minute thing, really. And we just invited a few people down and. Alfie Powell came down, um, and of course, with him being quite competitive, we wasn't long until we were doing some short course 100 meter racing involving low rigs and monkey bars and nets and stuff. And yeah, it just really made me miss racing. Mm. And yeah, looking forward to it now, man. Not long, not long. No, I've been lucky to do one Spartan race already and then Barbarian race. So I've had a little bit of racing, but not proper Spartan race UK. St. Clair will be the start of the real season. And yeah, so looks like obviously the Super will be the series event, unlike last year where it was the sprint. Um, so the Super on the Saturday. Um, do you reckon they'll do similar kind of course or mix it up? St. Clair's the funny one, isn't it? Because you've got that road. So you've got, I was saying to my clients the other day, so you've got sort of what I would call the first few obstacles, your, your, your walls. Um, I think if I remember St. Clair, it's quite a run, isn't it? And then you have to go across the road into the woods. So I think you're going to be running a good sort of 800 metres, probably up to a mile before you really get into any of the serious obstacles. So I'm thinking it's going to be quite quick to start off with across the bridge into mm. the woods. Then you'll start to see some obstacles. And obviously on the reverse, I do know there's that massive hill, isn't there, towards the end then across the bridge. And then, of course, I think they're just going to throw all the lethal obstacles um, in, the, in the finishing area. Um, spear, twister, possibly yeah. Olympus, maybe. I don't know. All towards the end, maybe. Yeah, I think the actual course itself... Finish gauntlet. Yeah, I think the course itself won't be far off. They're going to definitely utilise those sort of switchbacks, like you say, where you have to turn left, up, down, up, down in the woods to get yeah. as much... Uh, elevation as possibly can mm-hmm. I remember there being I was looking at back at some of the old pictures from last year I remember there being a lot of grass fields so like the bucket carry 
was on a grass field. The tyre yeah. was on a grass field. Um, All I remember about that tyre from last year. <laughs> yeah, it was Dropping his tyre and running across the field to get it. That was the funniest thing. Mid race. Running back up, swearing like crazy. (laughs) That was great. George Edwards, funny moment. Yeah, I I actually think, uh, I don't know if you remember, Miguel was in crutches that week, uh, the Nomad Spartan, and him and Thomas and that were doing some filming. And actually, there's a a brilliant part where Miguel's filming, I think it was uh, Simon and and David Labros that are also racing at that particular race with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was me, you, Jason Brunnock, uh, and at that point on that tyre, I think you actually see George Edwards running down the hill as, as Miguel is filming us. But yeah, that was, that was quite funny. I just think, oh, all the way to the bottom. And then he had to go and start it all again, didn't he? I, yeah, I can't remember. All I remember is him running after that tyre. Oh, bless him. Just coming back to what you said about training, Luke. Um, where do you stand? Because obviously you've done Mallorca mm-hmm. and, and Barbarian Race. Where yeah. do you stand this year? Now you've sort of what I would class as a seasoned elite racer. Um, where do you stand with like, do you think training like I've done? So I've done no races. Mm-hmm. I've done lots of training specifically for the races. That makes sense. So I've put in carries, I've put in rig work, that type of thing, but I've never done it under competition. Do you think having done the competition pre-Spartan, that's a benefit? Or would you think something like what I've taken, the approach of waiting and bottling it all up? I know immediately it all might go peak Tom. You know what? I might explode and it all goes race, you know, wrong. And the, the annoying thing is this is quite a serious race, isn't it, for the first race yeah. of the season? A so you can't time. really mess it up for a season racer, series racer, sorry. But what do you think? I think if you're looking at it like pretty much any sport, they pretty much say you cannot replicate the real thing. You can't replicate a real football match. You can't replicate real uh, competition. Um, I think it's probably the same for OCR. There is something about a real race where you, you just can't replicate that in training. It doesn't matter if you're training with a load of people or um, on the specific obstacles. Um, you can train to the highest level, to the hardest of your ability. But yeah, race day is probably just that edge different. Um, yeah, St. Clair's a big race, literally straight out the gates. We've got probably one of the biggest races of the UK season. Um, and it will be packed as well. You're going to have 10, 15, 20 real top level guys there that are going to be racing. So it could be a huge advantage to go into that one completely fresh. But I would say the race I've done, I'm still really fresh. I've done loads of training. Um, what was it? Uh, Mallorca was back in March, I think. And Barbarian race was over a month ago or three to four weeks at least. So I'm feeling good. Did speed work, obstacle work. I feel fine. So, yeah, I think it's either either, but you, you just can't replicate that race day stuff. Let, I mean, let's talk, mind. It's, it's interesting because um, probably a little bit too late, but the last couple of weeks, I mean, basically Bank Holiday Monday, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you guys were, but here it was about 25 degrees and, and absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful. Uh, the missus was off, so we just basically said, decided we're going to have three days of just complete chill out, relax. Mm-hmm. So we sat out in the garden, had barbecues, blah, blah, blah. I decided to get out a book and read a couple of books, which I do not do. I'm a podcast guy. I'm an audio book guy. I do not read. I don't uh, even know you could read. 
I've got these grey tabloids on my belly, which I might post a picture because they're still here. And where I was basically reading a book sort of half hunched over, which is really wrong, I know, posture-wise. But now I've got these stupid tan marks on my belly where, where, where I was reading for about three hours straight. Anyway, I digress. I was reading about um, mind training, the brain, mm-hmm. the sports, a uh, book by Matt Fitzgerald. Um, yep. I've got a bit obsessed with at the minute. And he was saying about what you were just saying there about racing. You could be in the physically the best shape possible. But if your mind is not quite there and vice versa, do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, they've proven now um, that when you get to race day, those race day, you know how people go, oh, I always race better on race days. There, there's a reason for that. Do you know what I mean? Because that competition of other people, there's metric, there's an actual metric there. You know, if I'm stood next to you on the line in my bright orange shorts, I'm going to have this year. <laughs> um, there's a metric. You're not stood next to me. <laughs> I'll make sure you go to the other side. <laughs> Go backwards. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, I've got to keep up with Luke or I've got to keep up with Tristan or I've got to keep yeah, up with Scott. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's a metric there. But that's my, but that could also, and for me, it has in the past, and I think people know this, like I don't race as well as I train. I'm, mm. If I could get my mindset right to a racer, I think I'd be pretty, even more better than what I am now. The problem is I train well and I race and I race to a good level but I think if you look at all the guys, and this is across all sports, like you say, the ones that don't that train well don't necessarily race the best. You know, yeah. and he you could say he's that. basically saying that he went to a Tour de France race, and mm. he spoke to one of the, the the team guys from one of the teams. I think it was FDJ or whoever it was, and he was saying if you look at the paperwork metrics of some of our races, you you could pick out the top five races. Uh, sorry, trainers. So the ones that do the best in training, pull out the best metrics, pull out the best paperwork. But in yeah. a race, they're nowhere near the best races. But it's really interesting. How can you have that much potential? But when you come to actually put it out on a race day, just because one thing's wrong, mindset, whatever it is, you know, all of a sudden you could drop, and especially in Spartan, as you know, you could yeah. drop 20, 30 places just by having the wrong mindset. It's really a crazy, strong, powerful thing, really. Yeah, mindset has a huge thing, and we did um, a great podcast with uh, Dr. Lara Pierce about it, um, kind of mindset and Spartan mind a while ago. Um, I guess you can say that's definitely a thing. Sometimes you don't train as well, but you race better, or you train better and don't race better. But there's loads of examples where people do both. Um, you're looking what Cristiano Ronaldo probably trains the hardest out of any professional footballer ever and he plays probably one of the best there's your elite isn't it the people that yeah. train really hard and have the right mindset tend to be world beaters most yeah. like you just mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo you know some of the greatest sporting athletes in the world have got that John Albans another brilliant one that guy trains really clever and well but also just seems to race well and I mean John Albans is a good example in our sport because I don't know if you anybody's ever watched him live race he looks like he's just on a jolly all the time. But that has to be something to do with his mindset. Like, I mean, Matt Fitzgerald in the book calls it an open mind. It's like a, a free mind. So he's not generally thinking about what he's doing. It becomes like second nature to him. Like yeah. driving a car. You know, that first time you drive a car, when you've passed your test at 17, you drive to, you know, your mate's house. And that 10-minute drive feels like five hours because you're thinking about absolutely everything. It's so fatiguing and exhausting. Exactly. Mm. 
you know, 20 years later, sometimes I've drive four hours without even realizing how I got there. You know, it just becomes, you know, second nature. And that's what John Adam does with running and OCR. He just makes it look like it becomes second nature to him. But that's easier said than done with the mindset thing. Yeah, it is definitely true. I think also, if you're looking at it from that side, confidence in your raceability or experience of racing is a huge thing. OCR, Spartan racing, is fairly um, young sport. It's fairly new to a lot of people. We're getting people in that have done it for like six months, um, four years, two years. Um, it's very diverse across the length of time that people have done it but you can tell people who have done it for a good few number of years um like take scott barker for example he's done it now maybe for about four years i think maybe a bit longer i think his first race wasn't it 2014 or something he wasn't he didn't do one of the first ones didn't he so yeah one of the first spartan races he's done but you can see that when he's racing a spartan race he is got the experience on those obstacles, got experience of that race style from a long time. Um, so it just kind of progresses into his um, racing now. I know the obstacles are sometimes a little bit different. There's always new obstacles, there's new races, but he's carrying that experience with him and his confidence of completing the course. Um, I think myself and you probably started the same year, 2016. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So we're, I would say three years, four years in the sport. Um, my first year was kind of just run around, see as much of different races as I can do. Didn't really understand. Didn't do any elite races. <laughs> do you remember your first race? Like, I know you remember it, but do you remember thinking like at that time, Oh, this could be potentially what I want to do. Do you remember that feeling or? Um, Kind of. My first race, I um, must have mentioned it before, but it was the Olympic Park Spartan Sprint Race 2016 um, in London somewhere. Well, Olympic Park. Um, I, came, <laughs> <laughs> I came like 17th in the open wave or something. Um, but I completed all the obstacles on that day. I even landed the spear. Crazy. No, it's not um, bad for a beginner. Yeah, I didn't know how to throw it. I was just like, well, I'm going to throw it like I throw a javelin. Winging it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I winged it to the full full extent. Um, Interesting thing, they had 30 uh, box jumps in that race. Mm, Like a stadium. Stadium style. I was like, oh, this is different. But yeah, so after I did the race, I thought, oh, I really enjoyed that. And this would be fun to do again. I didn't really think that, oh yeah, I could make like something out of this. I didn't really know there was an elite side to it. I thought it was just a bit of fun, um, kind of a different race at that time. It's after I started doing more races that I realized, oh, okay, there's another side. Maybe there's a bit more of a competitive edge I could try and, and went so on from there. In 2017, 16, 17, did you then go and do as many different races? Did you do what I did and just get like 15 races in one, in one year and then go, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I remember much. doing like Warrior Race. I remember doing uh, Grim Race. And, you know, so many different races, not just Spartan. No, yeah. Always coming back to Spartan because one, I think that suited me in the sense of I liked the dirty and so I liked the grind and so I liked the carries, I liked the running. Whereas all the other ones just seem to be a little bit too homemade for me, whereas Spartan seems to be a bit more commercial, which I yeah. liked. 
Uh-huh, so, I know exactly what you mean. Like, um, I went and did the suffering race afterwards. I did men's health, survival of the fittest. Um, I did rocket race. Um, I did a few other races. I even went to Sweden and did toughest that year. Um, and then I finished the year in Spartan race Windsor. Um, and it was kind of there. I was like, okay, this is pretty much the UK's kind of for, for myself, my most enjoyable race, something that I want to do. Um, and I realized after Windsor that there was an elite thing and that I could try that the next year. It's a shame um, you mentioned suffering. It's a shame they went under because I think their, their race is very similar to what Spartan is now, isn't it? Just a little less money, admittedly, but. Yeah, the actual race itself, um, as it as it states, was a suffer. It was a spirit of suffer, suffering, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. A, it was a kind of medium. I think it wasn't like too homegrown, and it wasn't too commercial. It was kind of a good medium, um, and they put on a fair few races. I think two to three a year, um, and it was a lot of people went, but it didn't. It's a shame it's gone. Um, best thing about the whole race, they actually had showers like proper showers and and beard beard gel stuff because they were sponsored by a beard conditioning yeah. not that i've beard. got at all i mean this little bit of ginger stuff that i've got here i class as a beard and when my my three-year-old niece goes your beard's itchy i go yes she called it a beard yeah, it looks like a, looks like a big soul patch <laughs> thanks <laughs> 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 all right let's bring it back to st Clair then so yes what we now we're um we are we're going out today so we're Friday today mm-hmm. uh, a week out. so a week out yeah we're um we've decided I think we can let the cat out of the bag we're obviously doing the Sunday super is our uh, sorry Saturday super is our series race and then I think we've both as much as we say this every freaking year we're not going to race the Saturday it's 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 pointing Sunday it's pointing the sprint we don't need to we're going to do it aren't we I've just signed oh, yeah. it for it uh, <laughs> It's just too, like the end of the day, I still do it, although it's a competitive, I still do it because I bloody enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. so much, then I'm going back out again as an open wave. So I'm going to be racing an awful lot this weekend. Um, not that the second one will be as much as a race for me, it'll be more of a cool down, but more of a plod. Uh, more of a plod, but uh, t- t- um, trying out the old obstacles, obviously. But I don't think we're going to get any new obstacles at St. Clair. I haven't heard or whispers or anything. No, um, not yet. I did see that in, um, so there's Spartan Race Italy tomorrow, I think. Right. Um, and they have a kind of um, obstacle. I can't, I can't remember what it's called now. They had it in Tahoe last year where it's monkey bars, but it's on like a ladder that's moving. Um, it's kind of like a monkey frame. I've just seen a picture of it on Instagram that somebody posted um, over like a water pit. Oh, nice. Um, that looked pretty cool. It's difficult. The ladder moves. Um, it kind of, as you pull, the ladder will go up. That's so, very European, isn't it? They like their ropes yeah. and ladders, and and normally they put the rope climb on a rope, don't they? So it bloody springs up and down. They like yes. that. Whereas so, I think UK tend to go a little bit more like the Americans because we're obviously owned by the Americans. It's a lot more heavy yeah. metal, metal structured. Standardization. Standardization, which is uh, a word that's starting to piss me off. We can we can get there. We can get there. But I'm really hoping that they put a multi rig in this year. Like the multi rig should be a multi rig. For because I've been told now that they've got enough rigs to do a multi rig. Please, 
Just, All just... they do is put rings on it. Let's just have a, a rope would be nice, just to make it a little bit different. A a rope. Boiling me. Boiling and a nunchuck. Do you know what I mean? Only purely because at the film, that's all I have been doing. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, but no, I no. can't. I can't see it unless they. Uh, well, mm, what's our odds on them actually finishing off with a multi rig? Oh, if I'm we go to Sinclair, you're going to say yes. Multi rig, yes. Right. Anybody from Spartan and Bill team, if you're listening, come on, Brody. Come on, Steve. Anyone, just throw on a rig. I don't, if I. I will supply the I will supply the rope joke if you just put it on the bloody lanes. <laughs> just the last two, oh, that'd be yeah. Or like I don't know, put one on fire. So it's making it more interesting. Come, come on, on. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> leave the fire to the fire jump. Don't try and actually burn the race. Oh no! But um, so yeah, I'm kind of hoping something like that just to mix it up. I liked yeah. last year, not at the time I didn't, but like obviously the hoist. <laughs> Um, when they bought the new weight of the hoist, that sort of mm-hmm. threw everyone out. I've got a feeling they've got a surprise in for us this year, but I'm not sure what. Um, I think I'm also the rules are going to be very strict this year. I think we're going to have to be very careful. Yeah. As an elite going to the series race, I think we're going to have to be very careful about course markings and cutting courses, yeah. missing dips. You know, I hope for the rest of us, it, they do now down on things like people missing water, people avoiding the course. You know, I do hope um, oh, it's on shoulders, things like that. I hope they really do rein in on that because it makes a big difference um, to the level we're racing at. And yeah, even no, yeah. open wavers, you know, like some of my guys, they're, they're doing their 30 burpees properly in open wave, which in all fairness, I'm like, Christ, this is like your fifth set and you're still doing a 30 burpees. And everyone else is doing like five or six and then walking off. You just think, well... Come on, that's not the idea of Spartan, even at an open wave, you know. Yeah, I would definitely say for like the elite and age group, you've got to stick to the rules. You've got to do your burpees properly. Um, we did see the winner of the Beast in Windsor get DQ'd for not doing burpees um, last year. So it's there. It's happened in the UK already. We've seen it in the US with people getting penalties, time penalties, even DQ'd. So it will be stringent this year, um, I'm sure, no doubt. But yeah, it'll be an interesting race. Um, I think if we're looking ahead, kind of like people, tips for St. Clair, um, they're going to have probably four carries, at least four carries. Bucket, sandbag, um, probably some kind of wood. Or yeah, I think they've got rid of the farmer's carries now. Yeah, farmer's carry, so it'll be like on the shoulder. It'll be on the shoulder, a bit log. like winter. Yeah. On the shoulder log, and there will be probably a single sandbag. Um, like I said, a bucket. Um, I'm guessing tyre carry again. Some kind of tyre. They They're loving to... the tyres. last three races last year, weren't they, the season all had tyre carries in and long-ass tyre carries. Because it makes for a nice picture. Because it makes for a good... Well, not if you get behind someone, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're just there like... <laughs> it's one time that I've been like out in front of a race for freaking like miles, me and Tristan yeah. Dean. <laughs> and right when the camera code guy comes out, I'm like literally picture perfect behind Tristan. <laughs> you wouldn't even know I'm there. But I was there, I promise. I was there until I fell off. <laughs> I could see my feet. <laughs> um, do you yeah. Think here now, um, now that everyone that maybe got into Spartan last year from an age group or even elite, now they've had a year more training. 
what do you think is going to be the difference this year between the guys? Like, for instance, I'd like to think we're still going to be above. I don't know if that's going to be 100% true. There might be some guys that are phenomenal coming up. I mean, I personally um, am coaching Apple Powell at the minute. And that guy keeps getting, I mean, he's only 17, but that guy keeps getting better and better and better. Month by month, he's getting quicker. He's getting stronger. Do, what do you think the difference between someone like us that's now been doing it a couple of years and training with a coach and structured training? And, and let's be honest, that training is completely different to even some age groupers, but definitely different to the open waivers. You know, we're training sort of four or five hours Mm. If, if not a day, but mostly, you know, a lot of training we're getting in. What do you think is going to be the difference between someone like us, Tristan, Scotty, that people, to the lower end of the elite wave? Where do you think the, the big gains are going to be? I think it's going to be in the running. Again, it's going to be pace. Um, can you get up and down those zigzags as quick as possible? Um, can you put your foot down when it's a flat section? Can you hit maybe like sub six minute mile on those flat sections? I think we're probably going to see people going extremely quick. Um, always look back, uh, take back from when we spoke or to, uh, Kempson, Ryan Kempson. And he, he said in his mind, he knew when he hit the flat sections for the first race of the season, he was going to do 545. Um, pace as quick as, as much as he could on flats. Um, and then he switched that to 5.15 on flats. Now we're looking at it and I, is there a, probably only a handful of people that can do 5.15s that are going to run Spartan race at the moment, like 5.30, 5.20 on a flat consistently. Um, you're looking maybe there's 10. 15 people that can do sub 1735Ks, maybe. So I think that pace is going to be a big factor. I don't think it's going to be the main one because we know obstacles can get in the way. Um, of course, you've always got your spear, haven't you? Your spear's the, the spear, one. I think spear's the one that everyone always goes, if I get past the spear, I yeah. know I've got this in the bag or my position isn't going to change too much. Other than injury, I mean... We saw last year, especially towards the end of the year, some of the top guys back off because of hamstrings, because of calf issues, because of like back problems. You know, like that's obviously going to play a factor. But like I heard someone say the other day, I think it was Ryan Woods, or it might have even been Benny Gifford, you can't be coming into the first race of the season fatigued. You know, you've got to be 100% the very best you're going to be, going to be that fair. There's no excuse. You know, past, past, like we said at the start of this conversation, physically having races under your belt, there's no mm-hmm. excuse. You should be fit and ready on that start line. And if you're not, you shouldn't be on the start line, pure and simple. Well, yeah, I think, again, they're all, you're always going to have something. I don't know if I've ever turned up to a race and thought, I am 100%. I've maybe had, like, my knee hurts, this hurts, something hurts, oh, my shoulders a bit tight are uh, my hamstrings or something but but then we come back to that mindset is it hurting or is that your mind saying oh my shoulders a little bit oh my calves a little bit Do you know what i mean like it is only signals yeah. between your brain and your body there is actual no pain there that makes sense oh yeah i've never gone and like oh this is gonna affect my racing no it, it no. happens if, don't let it get into your head if you've got something i don't think most people will not turn up and go, I am 
like if you're completely 100% then wow that's amazing training you've got yourself perfectly tuned for it but I'm sure there's always something that somebody will turn up to that start line with so you you think then um, this year is going to be a runner's game? You think? Um, uh, yeah. I think so. Let's look at the series because that's the easiest way of doing it from a league point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think from a series point of view, one to three or one to five, shall we say, you're yeah. going to have your fastest runners in that little section. You don't think any surprises anywhere? Um, no, I think we're going to have. I think the only one exception to that rule is Scotty Barker last year. Like, I would say Scott's not the fastest runner, but he's definitely, like you say, the most confident. And I'm not even sure he gets through the obstacles the quickest, but what he does do is barely fail. So his end game is always quite quick, do you think? Yeah, I think also, yeah, I guess you're pretty much right on that it's he made up good positions throughout the series um which got him on the podium in a great position at the end um but yeah no i think with it only being three races this year if everybody's turning up at three um like generally all of the people that are going to turn up you're going to either have three I think three people that were on the series podiums last year for the male and the female will kind of be in and around that top five. Um, and then obviously you have a couple added in. So we're saying top five because they are the people that will get the invite to go to Tahoe. Uh, top five girls, top five guys in the league um, will qualify to go to Tahoe. And that's the same in age group as well, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, I think it's top five. Um, Age group, which I have to double check, it could be top five or top three. Yeah. Um, but definitely in the elite wave, it is top five will qualify for world championships in Tahoe. Nice. Um, and if you come in the top 10 at any of these races, you will get a qualification for uh, European championships in Italy, uh, which we're already going to. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Um, but yeah, no, I think we're looking, you're looking at the fast people, obviously Tristan's there, uh, Connor's there if he's coming, uh, Dan Corner, uh, yourself, me, Scotty, Jesse. It's kind of. No, we don't worry about Jesse. We don't worry about Jesse. It's kind of, uh, you're looking at five out of ten. Um, and with the women, I think it's a bit smaller. Now this, this intrigues me. I had a good conversation with my missus earlier about the women. Um, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to. I think what we should do, Luke, actually, before next week, we should all write our top picks of one to five of the series, put them in an envelope, and we'll open them up over a pint at Windsor at the end of the year. Um, I think that'd be quite interesting. But I think the women this year, I think there's going to be more of a shock at the women's side of things this year than the men's. I think. I think the men, you can almost pick the top five now. I think the women. In the series, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Connor, I know, definitely is coming in for one or two. Whether he'll do the series, I don't know. You might get a few people come in and out, um, in and out of certain races. But in general, as an average over all the races, I think you can almost pick the men's side. The women, I think there's going to be a huge change this year. I think it's going to be completely mixed up. Ooh, for me, a certain someone has... Um, 
trained well, has, um, for me, shown when I've watched her and seen her in results, just blown, like, blown my mind, really. And, like, how are you doing that? But, yeah, I think I think the girls should watch this year. I think it'll be roughly the same people, but I think the, the, the order will change. Interesting. Well, mm. we will see. Pretty much, if you're thinking about it, May, that is the season. May is the season. You've got St. Clair, two races. You've got Ireland, two races. Two of those races are both series races, so the series could be decided by the end of May, if we're thinking about it. Yeah, May and then... Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? And and we've also yeah. got European Championships between that. So all of our major races, Barta, Tahoe, are all very early on. We could, yeah. you know, it's pretty much for the UK. Major races are in May. That's it. And then you've got um, Marsden Lodge. I think July or June. One of those two. Um, and then European Championships is my birthday, third of June, twenty eighth, twenty ninth of June. Yes, um, end of June. So, yeah, pretty much by July, the big races in the season for Spartan anyway will be completed. Um, and then we do still have some great weekends, obviously Scotland and Windsor. Um, I like Perth. Looking forward to Perth. Um, Windsor, not so much. I hate Windsor. Guys, change it, move it, get away from Windsor. Or go back to the Great Park, go back to Windsor Castle. Don't it's get away from Bree, wherever it is. It's crap. Um it's horrible, hate it. Um, but yeah, Perth, enjoy, looking forward to that. And then obviously one thing I am looking forward to, and I'm not sure whether I'll do very well at it because it's not really my thing, but yeah. it's the stadium. Um, oh yeah, I keep forgetting about the stadium. Keep forgetting about it. But I think, I mean, obviously we're going to cover it more in depth as we get closer as a podcast, yeah. but individually it's definitely on my on my uh, season this year to do. To do this. I'm interested because I was watching um, City Fields um, the replay, I think it was City Fields last year in America, last week, and they called over certain people. Do, yeah. they, do you think they'll do that in the UK? So, so like, for instance, you being second of the Pro Series, uh, sorry, of the series last year, do you think they will call you over as, maybe. A, as a card? Or maybe. Or just put everyone on the line? Because they can't do that at a stadium, can they? No, they. so I think it, they release you in sevens, sixes or sevens, something like that. Um, and if you have previous in Spartan, like a previous high ranking or a previous stadium win or something, obviously you're going to have a preferential position in the first line or the second line. Um, now I'm not sure because obviously we haven't had anything in the UK, but I'm guessing they'll go off series, past series points, um, Wins, losses, etc., etc. In America, they went off the full series. Um, sorry, full full races. So it didn't matter if you'd done one before or not. They went off on how good you'd done that, which is a bit odd. Yeah. Cause, um, and we'll talk about this guy in a bit because we've actually got him on the podcast. But he, Jack Bauer, was basically saying there's only a couple of people, Peter Ziska, who yeah. have actually won a series, a stadium race, and also an ultra. Yes. That, isn't that crazy? Like he's won both ends and we can talk about that when we've got him on. But yeah, that'd yeah. be quite cool to say that you've um, you've won a, a sprint, a super, a beast, a stadium race all in the UK. Yeah, that is one of my things to try and at least podium every yeah. distance. Every, yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? That'd be a cool kind of thing. Um, just so different. I still, for the stadium race, still got my money on Jesse. 
mean, that is, yeah. Annoying thing about Jesse, right? You think you when you what a way to start a sentence i have a bit of bromance with jesse um but when he's racing right and this is weird because and i'm gonna let the cat back when you're doing a beast or something that length you always see the bit and you're always looking at jesse and you're thinking he's running well he's doing really but when is it when he's gonna go i've had enough i'm gonna drop back and just jog this one in how many races now has he been in like first second third and just jogged it in in 10th when he came past me because he said to me on the red pass he said don't worry jack i'm doing your favor i'm keeping them all i'm getting the points so no one else gets them for you mate because uh <laughs> i was like that's all very well but you're bringing the one person i didn't want to bring through with you and that was scott <laughs> <laughs> right at the time that i fell off twister so it was a bit of a bad timing really um, but yeah, Jesse um, brings it when he really wants to bring it. I mean, honestly, mate, I did that Red Bull quicksand with him and mm. trying to keep up with him on that sand, that short course, that mile distance was tough. That guy has got some raw speed, yeah, raw, raw speed. He's got pure power, pure speed. He just doesn't have the endurance. So it all depends what, I mean, one, he can train, obviously, I don't know what his training's been like this year. I know he's got Tom as a coach and he's doing really hard, but thing with Jesse is, I think if his mindset's there, he is a strong-ass athlete. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's really good at grinding, really good at just pushing to the levels of, like, and it all depends how tweaking them. It all depends how they do it. And if they put us up and down those stairs and you, they make us relentlessly just go up and round and down, that might kill him. If it's short, sharp, fast, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I can't see anybody past a Jesse. I can't see him be past a Connor Hancock. I just think that pure strength that Connor has, mm. you know, and the thing is you can't rule off Tristan Steed either. I mean, none of us really know what he's he's doing this year. We know he's racing, but he just seems to knock it up a notch when he needs to as well, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? And then, then there's going to be me and you that are obviously going to be there about, but not probably trained for that specific I know I haven't got any stairs anywhere near me so uh, yeah let pa pa past the stair climber I'm not sure if I'm gonna ever gonna go to train steps but it's a bit of fun in the end of the day isn't it yeah no I think it's far enough away to uh, put some training in beforehand was it November yeah November, November yeah, yeah yeah I think November um so yeah that's going to be an interesting like different race that we've never had here in the UK before um it's always going to be fun to try something new, um, especially for any level, elite, age group, open wave, just to do a new kind of race will be fun. Um, that'll be good. I'm there. I'm talking. Why are you not even turning your mic on? <laughs> um, really, we should leave it there because we're, we're babbling on. But one thing we should probably finish it off. I know, I know Natasha's not here. Um, we didn't put that out, did we? <laughs> Natasha isn't here she's not just being very quiet Natasha couldn't be quiet if she tried but yeah, I think people would have known <laughs> yeah, just get a sniggler in the background all the time um, but we probably can officially announce although it has already been officially announced that we are actually members of the protein Spartan protein this year alongside uh, Jesse as we've already spoken about Scott Barker who we spoke about then me and yourself and then yeah. on the girls side Andrew Bikers Jade Skillen and Natasha Mansill 
all head up um, UK Spartan Protein. Now, I know I've had a few questions of you, Avon Luke, about what's a protein? Now, I think the official term is it's someone that consistently comes top 20, but I think that is worldwide, if that makes sense. So here in the UK, it's uh, people that basically come podium position regularly. Um, so any more to add on that, Luke? <laughs> uh, I think it might have been documented. There's an article on Mud Run Guide on the pro team, um, what it is, that kind of thing. Um, basically, Spartan Race took the pro team they had in America and they expanded it worldwide. Um they picked out kind of, yeah, your top level podium contenders. 200, isn't it? 200 of the world. Yeah, 200 across the world. So there is a lot of us, but there is a lot of obviously representatives required for such a global brand as Spartan. Um, yeah, you're looking at a kind of podium contenders in their nation. Um, and also hopefully if there is a team event, we will try and represent, um, the UK in the Spartan team event. If there's one happening, heard there might be. So we'll see. Um, and obviously the championships, um, hopefully qualification we can represent for our respective regions there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it would help obviously when we go to Morsey and Morsey, when we go to Italy, we'll obviously be representing um gb and obviously if we go to tahoe if we if we qualify for tahoe we'll be thinking and like you say the team as well mm -hmm. um so yeah four guys three girls from the uk which is pretty exciting really uh past that we haven't really had much or heard much ever we just we just know that we i think we keep the same number for the races and a slightly different headband but past that i think we yeah. just learn it from races everyone else does pretty much yeah exactly the same um you're looking at maybe Spain have got 10 people in their team. France also kind of 8 to 10. So um, other European countries have got quite a few. Um, I'm guessing it's a year-by-year -year thing. So we are the pro team for the current 2019 year and for the rest of the season. Yeah. Until Luke has a crap year and then he gets taken out next year and then there's going to be a space available. And it's tough, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> um, so yeah, next, um, we've got a couple of good podcasts coming up, guys. So we hope to have Rhea Colbolt on. She should have been on today. She should have been our guest today. Unfortunately, her plane delayed, but she's doing Jersey Ultra this weekend. So let's shout out to, to Rhea doing Jersey Ultra this weekend. And then, yeah, we hope to have her on next week to hear about her race. That goes phenomenal, by the way. And I generally think that she is now going to start to move up in the rankings in the US series because she can climb that girl. I mean, mm -hmm. I was talking to her, right? And apparently Jersey Ultra has got nearly 16,000, 17,000 feet of climbing. And she was like putting smiley faces and really excited. And I was thinking, you're crazy. You're yeah. absolutely crazy. But that girl can run. And then already alluded to it, we've got a guy called Jack Bauer on um well, I'm not sure when it's going to go out, but we've got him on next week, haven't we, Luke? So yeah, we're going to so. talk all sorts of funky stacks with you guys um, regarding Spartan and all different cool factual facts. Factual, <laughs> factual facts. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Then obviously, Claire. Yeah. So if we don't speak to you before then, which we probably will, but if we don't, um, honestly, guys, me and Luke are going to be at St. Clair. Natasha's going to be at St. Clair. Come up to us. 
you know, um, talk to us, hassle us, you know, speak to us. Uh, we'd love to speak and see as many people as we can over the weekend in St. Clair. Are we praying for rain or sun, St. Clair, Luke? Mm, I like sun. You like sun? You like dry obstacles? It doesn't matter either way, but um, sun would be nice. <laughs> sun would be nice. Okay, so we pray for sun and, yeah, short shorts and vests. Woo -woo. Short shorts. All right. Have a great weekend, guys, and we'll chat you soon. Laters. Jenning and you're listening to OCR Audio. Hey guys, this is Brian Kempson. Listen to OCR Radio. They have a great gang on. It's amazing to talk to a group of people rather than just one interview at a time. Hi, I'm John Alvin. You listen to Jack and Luke on the OCR Audio.